when I'm thinking about all these things and my mind won't stop, will articulating them out loud help me realize maybe it's overthink or it's ridiculous or it's not <laughs> ridiculous and that there's things that I need to solve. A lot of men have a preconceived notion we aren't funny and when they you're never going to make them, you're never going to be able to make those kinds of people laugh, no matter how hard you try. When we lived in the suburbs and I was overwhelmed by work or something, a task I had to do, I literally would bake something and then I'd feel more in control of the day. Hi, Julie. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, you were up early. I know. I couldn't, sl- it leads right into what you want to talk about. I know. Tonight, I couldn't sleep last it night. Oh, <laughs> That is just the worst. That's yeah. the worst. Well, here we are, and we're going to s- try and help you through the things. This is going to be like a therapy session. Oh, God. Although 15 minutes before I d- we're going to record, I decide now is the time for me to to do to learn a TikTok dance, the Texas Hold'em. I'm sweating. I can't stop sweating. And I'm sc- <laughs> trying to learn to dance. You don't know the Texas is it, Hold'em? It's is a Beyonce it, song. It's all over my but is it, I know. But is it the Miley Cyrus hoedown throwdown dance to the it's song? It's a hoedown throwdown, yeah. I'm doing the hoedown dance. Like, mm, slapping the knee and the whole thing. I don't know. Okay. It's the one that I saw that was like, learn the hoedown dance. So I decided to follow, watch a creator and learn it. And I, I literally think I had my workout. I'm sweating. I did have my workout. And it is literal. I hate using the word literally wrongly, but that was a, an appropriate use. No sweating. And of course, you're right on time. And now I'm trying to set up my set up my get up here and get myself I'm always in order. on time. I know. It's so annoying. <laughs> I wonder where I get her from. Oh. I have a I have a weird itch to always be on oh. time for things. OK. Oh. <laughs> Tell me why you couldn't sleep last night or early this morning when you were texting me at whatever time it was. 6 a.m. I think your time. Yeah. Do tell. Well, my mind was kind of racing last night. Because I did, I got, I did like this open mic audition spot mm-hmm. at the comedy store and I had a lot of anxiety about it mm. and it went fine, but like my anxiety really took over. I'm also PMSing, which I think also makes me more anxious. Right. Right. And then I woke up at like six this morning and I just, I was like sweating. I couldn't get like comfortable last night either. Yeah. I just felt like I was tossing and turning. And then at like 6.30, our oven started beeping and it wouldn't okay. stop beeping. So then I had to get up and I like turned the breaker off and I had to wait and then turn it back on and make sure it wasn't beeping. And at that point, I was up. You were up, yeah. Well, that would get me up. I'd be up for the day if I had to do some kind of task like that. <laughs> yeah. So we're up, but we'll probably take a little afternoon nap mm-hmm. to compensate. What keeps you awake when they're feeling those things? Is it just your mind going, going, going? Or is it just... Uh, does it what happens it just it's like hard to explain because it's not even like a continuous monologue in my head it's just like oh it's almost like I'm like talking over myself in my head like it's just it's it's like an overlapping voiceover (laughs) yeah (laughs) like the tutorial I just thought that was a funny thing that you said (laughs) but it it also happens sometimes because like I've been back on taking like Adderall very regularly for my ADHD. So at night, by the time it wears off, right. sometimes all the thoughts come in because yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the medicine has worn off by that point. So then everything's just spiraling and spitting. And I don't know, it's just like, 
I always used to say it's like I, it's like I couldn't shut my brain off. It's not like right. I'm thinking about like a specific thing and I'm like ruminating on how the set didn't go well. It's like I'm ruminating and then I'm thinking about this and then I'm thinking about that and it's that and that that that. It like feels like my mind's in like overdrive, and like even when I try and do like breathing, I get distracted. Right. Right. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> It's just, oh I should have, what I usually do when that happens is I like get up and I go sleep on the couch. Cause like sometimes changing a location, yeah, the location. that's the smart helps, thing. But I was just like, so like, I was calm. You didn't want to move. Yeah. You didn't want to move. But it's funny that I, I was thinking, cause what, of course, when you said to me, my mind was spinning. My thought was maybe you should audio record your thoughts out loud, like go in another room and play out mm -hmm. your thoughts out loud. And I don't know, I've never even thought to do this until I just told you it. And now I'm thinking the next time it happens to me, I'm gonna try that. When, I, when, my, mm -hmm. when I'm thinking about all these things and my mind won't stop, will articulating them out loud help me realize maybe it's overthink or it's ridiculous or it's not <laughs> ridiculous and there's things that I need to solve because it's, yeah. I've never really thought to do it. I, I wonder if anybody has ever done something like that. I know journaling isn't an, a way to do it. I don't like writing with like, you know, pen and paper. And I don't even like want to type it really. And I was going to say, I don't even like typing, but I, I do like typing, but I just don't want to use um, writing for my thoughts. I'd rather speak them to yeah. see if it seems more uh, listening to it might give me more insight into why I was spinning like that. I think a lot of it has to do with our, the way our brains work because we do go from one thing to the next pretty quickly. I was just talking to, I was having a text chat with Grace this morning and we were doing an audio chat and I said something to her. And then as I'm talking about it, I said in the thing, I should make a LinkedIn post about this. this is, I should make a post about this because it's so insightful. And she was typing the same thing to me. You should make a post about this. So we had this idea at the same time. But what's funny is I took a shower, came out of the shower I'm finishing the chat and I'm and I said I can't remember what I was going to write the post about. Like how did I forget it <laughs> within 10 minutes of taking a shower? I couldn't remember. I really had to hurt she had to play it back for me. And I'm like that is just that the function of our brains we're going from one thing to the next to the next so so quickly that we can't stop it. Does yours go yeah. from one to the next? What do you think? Yeah. Ah, uh, it's so hard. Um <laughs> It definitely goes from one thing to the next. And I think being back on my medicine has helped. Yeah. Because I was talking about the other day, I was like, I definitely feel less anxious when I take it because it feels like my mind is more in control of things. So a little benefit. Right, right. <laughs> well, you're your very, you're very thoughtful and facing the thoughts versus I've spent my life finding coping mechanisms, I think, that I haven't really figured out until now that I have these issues. Do you know what I realized too? I think my first grade problem from our last episode might've been anxiety as a first grader. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really think of that until, until I, I was thinking about this episode and I was thinking, you know, I was a very anxious youngster, really. But nobody dealt with anxiety. Nobody listened to those concerns. Mm -hmm. It's just like that uh, TikTok I was telling you about last week about the lady who said, you know, our parents, they didn't even care about what we were thinking. They just wanted to get us off and get us going onto what we were doing. So I think you're a step ahead of the game because you've acknowledged that you have anxiety and that you're figuring out how to work through it instead of working around it 
because that's what mm-hmm. I did the whole time. It was work around. How am I working around? But that's why my instinct for you sometimes is to help you with a workaround. Yeah. Which maybe and isn't the what best. I've, two things I've learned about like my anxiety is one, a lot of it stems from the ADHD and like, it's not that I, it stems from the ADHD where I feel like I don't necessarily, like the ADHD is the bigger problem and it's making me, it's causing the anxiety because I'm so like, I'm so like want one to the next, I keep forgetting my thoughts. And the second thing that I think contributes to my anxiety is like my stomach problems because mm-hmm. a lot of your anxiety stems from your mm-hmm. gut and my gut hasn't really been like working for the past year properly. So I think a lot of my anxiety isn't actually anxiety. It's just like I'm having a stomach ache, but it feels like anxiety yes. because I'm having a stomach ache. So it's just, yeah, it's weird because I feel like, oh, I used to think, oh, I, I just, I'm like, I just have a lot of anxiety, but it's really like, no, I think a lot of it is I have ADHD when going unmedicated for long periods of time or just like not managing it well leads to a lot of anxiety. And then like the same thing with the stomach. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, when a physical reaction is sometimes reminds you of a thing. So, cause I do get nervous when I get nervous, it goes into my stomach too. And before yeah. something, before something mega, I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom because <laughs> I just feel like, <laughs> you know, my stomach's a mess and we know that we're, we're you know, fa- familial thing, but that, so that type of feeling remind you of being anxious, even when maybe it's just a physical thing that's happening. Like maybe I just yeah. ate something weird and I, my stomach's and it's not really that I'm upset about it or worried about it, but I can recognize the difference in the two for sure. I know when mm-hmm. it's that versus that, but yours might be overlapping a lot. So you don't know mm-hmm. the difference really. I don't know. How did you, uh, how did you push through today? Was there anything or you just, just kept going and then it passed or are you still you feeling today it? Or yesterday? Today, today when you woke up and you were. Oh, well, like, yeah, once I'm up, I'm, I, I don't know. I've felt better. I also think part of it, of the anxiety mm-hmm. last night was I did a lot of scrolling on TikTok oh. before bed. And I feel like usually that sometimes makes me anxious, like trying to go to wow. sleep. So I'm just like scrolling. And then my mind is like scrolling through thoughts essentially. And I'm, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I feel better this morning. I feel like I need to journal. I was just kind of like sad. If I wake up early, I don't try and like necessarily push myself to be like, oh, I woke up at six, so I might as well start working at seven. I'm like, no, no you like still just be in like a rest time. state and just like yeah, that's a good chill. Idea. Um, so I don't know. I feel better. I think I'm just over now. I'm just in a state of like overthinking the yesterday thing and trying not to get like caught up in it because I feel like one of the biggest things with stand up comedy is it's very like up and down yeah it's gonna like be you have a good way. show and then you have a bad show and you have a good show and you have a bad show you do you feel really confident and you feel like you're the least funny person on the planet so it's just kind of hard it's it's really like slinging the emotions mm. left and right and trying to stay like level like oh and, my god yeah so that sure doesn't help <laughs> because no. you because that's what you're choosing because <laughs> you love it right yeah and you then, love it guess, you have to pursue it Another part of it is that a lot of what I'm learning is that a lot of comedy is like networking and building relationships and like being social. And like, not that I don't like doing that. It, that's just an extra level of energy I need to put in to be like extroverted. Yes. And that's and not it drains your gut. me. <laughs> that drains me. And you. like last night, that's the thing. I was like, I should network. I should talk to people. I should like meet people. And I just like couldn't get myself to do it until like the very end until I like called the Uber and then I like started talking to people and I was oh like, my oh. gosh. 
But I was like, whatever, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating to feel like, oh, I know I should be doing these things, but I do not have the energy or the willpower to like. Oh my gosh. That's rough. Yeah. I, I had a, an observation that happened when I met with dad. He was at a dinner, was that a client, a colleague dinner? And I stopped by and I sat down and I said, he was said, oh, stop by and say hi to Scott. And I said, okay, but I'm tired. And I didn't want to, because I was coming from some work thing and I was knew I was tired. And when I got there, I even said it. I said, I'm so exhausted. I'm just going to stay for a minute. I just wanted to say hello. And then within 10 minutes, I was like alive and hmm. energized from starting to talk to them. And then he made this observation about me, which was not something I realized that was happening. But I ended up staying there for like an hour and hanging out with them. And he said, huh, he, he's like nodding his head. So you are an extrovert by nature. You actually, and I said, well, yeah, you know that already. And he goes, no, but you came here and you were tired. And now you grab the energy from the situation and you're back, you're back alive. And, mm. and I never, ever noticed that about myself until that moment. And that's, a I think, a definition of it. No, I, I didn't notice because I know because I'm always in a, you know, upbeat mood, but I've never realized that I could be in a tired mood and then move into a situation and then get the energy from the situation. I guess I, I guess I've always done it's it. It's like the didn't. definition of an extrovert. You get energy by being around other people. Where okay. an introvert, you get drained by being around other people. Okay. Well, he sealed it for me then. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. But I, so I understand, I can understand the opposite when that happens. If you're being drained and then you're, you have to be on to perform and then you have to be on to be social. That's like double whammy. And that's, and it's, it was also a thing where I wasn't expecting it. Like I got the email at noon. Right. It just threw my whole day off. And I was like, I was really like grateful for the opportunity. But at the same time, I was like, I don't feel prepared. I just wasn't having like the best day before I got the email. And then like I had a whole plan for my day. And you know, I hate when a plan gets ruined. And then I was like freaking out about having enough time to do everything. And then, yeah, it just spiraled. Yesterday just was like, wasn't my best day. And it's fine because it's like going to happen. And I still went up and I got on stage and I did the thing. And even though I wasn't feeling it. So yeah. How did, and how did it go? I mean, in your mind, you said, mm -hmm. you, yeah. oh, really? It was like a meh. Here is, I've synthesized. Here's my, my debrief of the situation. Okay. One, I'll start with what I could have done better. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh, we're going to analyze. Go for it. One, I didn't feel like I prepared enough mentally in terms of, and even Steven said it before, he's like, you should, you got to feel confident going in or else you're not going to like portray confidence. And I just wasn't feeling, I wasn't, I tried, I did like a little meditating. I tried, but it just like wasn't there yesterday. Okay. Like the confidence, like I couldn't get there. And so that like affected my set in a way that I thought I like, I had it memorized, but like a few people before me, I was like freaking out that I didn't have it memorized. And that hasn't happened in a long time. So that was weird. And then the second thing, so there were things on my end mentally that I could have done better, I think. And on stage, I didn't try that hard to win the audience over because I just mm -hmm. felt really intimidated by the situation, which I need to get better at. Like I need to like, it was major imposter syndrome vibes mm -hmm. of feeling like I didn't decide. Well, that's going to happen, someone. I think. Yeah. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then on the other side, not that I'm going to, I'm not going to blame the audience. I'm 
don't want to blame the person running it, but they prefaced. So this, this thing that I got invited to was an open mic for the first 15 comics. And then after that, it's like the comedians that work at the comedy store, like the door guys, the, the doors, okay. the, they're co comedians in development. So before the first 15 open mic people go up, the host was like, this is our open mic. You'd either see someone who's really good or you'll see someone who's really bad. Just keep an open mind. Like that's what they said to the oh, audience. Gosh. And in between every comic, she was kind of saying that same thing. Like, this is an open mic. And it was oh almost like God. She's like, yeah, she's preparing the audience not to like the comics. Exactly. She's like telling them not to like laugh, essentially. It's like, these aren't Ooh. real comedians. So it was like that much harder to get the audience to like you because yes. they had they this prepared not to <laughs> that it wasn't going to be good. Oh, that's messed up. All right. And I get up. like, and I get wanting to explain the premise of the show to people and be like, it's an open mic for the first 50 but it comics. Been, and it's it like, could have been an open mic. Been like, like, here's some up and coming new people that you are going to need to watch. That's the the vibe. That yeah, she did be. say that. But then she was also like, could be bad, could be great. Oh. And I was like, well, don't say that. And I think no. that also just got me in a bad headspace because I was just like, mm. what the fuck? Yeah, really? I don't like that. It's like I did another show where it was like a random lineup. Like you picked a number out of the hat where you're going to go. And it just so happened that like all the female comics got stacked in the middle of the lineup, like two through six or whatever. And every time a female comic went up, the host would be like, all right, continuing with the feminine energy. All right, continuing with another like female. Like we got the women. And I was like, why are they calling that out? If, if it was an all-male lineup, they would be like, oh, continuing with the testosterone. Oh, continuing right. with like the BDE. Like nothing would be called out. So no, it's like nothing would be called it's out. It's the same thing. Now I'm worked up. Same thing. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> with the TikTok I posted about how when I had to make a new Netflix account because I finally got kicked off of yours because we're not in the same household, whatever. <laughs> so I made a new I made a new Netflix and we wanted to watch stand-up. So we searched in Netflix stand-up comedy. And of the 40 titles that show up when you search stand-up comedy, only one female uh, comedian shows up. That was crazy. I saw that video that you posted. Right. It's like I posted a follow-up because people were like, I thought Eliza Schlesinger was on Netflix. It's like, that's not the point. The point is that if you when search, you search greatest, when you yeah. search, like if you search greatest, and I tested this out, when you search greatest athlete of all time into Google, only male results. Right. So only like Michael Jordan, like Tom Brady, like no like Serena Williams. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. None of that. It's and then you like got a that data one, gap issue. That's that is a very weird. I don't even understand how that could be. There's a there's a book about this that I started to read and I want to finish it now. It's called like Invisible Women. It's about how like women are excluded from data. Mm, it's really gosh. interesting. Highly recommend it. Put it okay. in the show notes. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I'm going to write it down <laughs> right now before I forget. <laughs> now I'm on a rant. I'm heated. But what happens when you posted that video? Oh, I got What's... so many mean comments that like, maybe it's because women aren't funny. Ugh. Be funnier. Did you respond I've, to any? Oh, Oh, one of them was like, a female comedian has actually never made me laugh hysterically before. Really? Yeah. That's angry men. Angry men energy right there. Oh my God, it's oh so bad. Oh my gosh, I don't get it.
Should we take one more tangent? I, I have to go ahead, take a tangent. I wanted to, no, no, I wanted to no, I wanted to ask you if you are going to respond to any of those comments. I only saw the one negative one because I haven't been back to the video to see if there were more. So hearing that there's more, you're going to make me go look now and see. Well, Stephen helped me come up with a response to one that was like, do you have a Netflix special? <laughs> Which was a good one. And I think they deleted their comment. And then um, uh, someone else said something, but I can't. Let me look. I don't know. That, that... It was just it was just bad. It's because women aren't funny. Be funnier. Um, I thought you were trying to say it was just the point that the data was missing from yeah. the search. That does yeah. That's what didn't make sense. Oh oh oh. oh. They, I wonder okay, what this so the data one, is based on. Go ahead. The one where I said where someone said be funnier. Stephen Huntley responded, I said, do you have a Netflix special? Okay. They responded back, collectively as men, we have what appears to be dozens. How many you got? Oh, my God. <laughs> collectively as men? What is he representing? Very, very few women comedians make me laugh hysterically. Fewer women pursue stand-up comedy. It's pretty simple. Lie, lie. No, yeah, women that's... pursue stand-up comedy. They just aren't. Men have, a, a lot of men have a preconceived notion we aren't funny. And when they you're never going to make them, you're never going to be able to make those kinds of people laugh, no matter how hard you try. Right. That's why I've been really enjoying recently, just like rejuvenated my comedy journey, is finding female spaces in LA to do comedy. Right. It's female, non-binary only. It's a world of a difference. Wow. Because the one that you went to that was female was already supportive. So I think maybe you need to pursue this thing of putting together the shows now. <laughs> I know. You need to produce and perform. My problem with you producing have the skills. is that like if I produced a show, it would need to be a bringer. And I don't want to like subject comedians to the things that I also hate, which is doing Having shows to... contingent on bringing people because I'm not at the level of like being able to be a producer or get big names on where I could fill a room. So what about the idea? I know? Let's go back to this other idea that I, I'm really kind of going to grab onto. But what if there was another uh, reason for the show and then the comedians were a part of it somehow? So it was you're attending this thing and then there happens to be a comedy piece. Well, we, I, started, I started to think about this when I was in the conference that I just per, spoke at and it was all women, really amazing audience. And I was thinking... The next time I do this show, I want you to come and do a set about comedy, on about social media comedy. Just mm -hmm. your bit being about the comedy bits that you perform at the thing would be social. So that way it would be, there's a reason for them to be there already. Nobody has to bring anybody. But mm -hmm. you can then collect new fans, a new fan base of people that are watching you perform. And I'm not saying it has to be at a conference. That was just an example. But if yeah. it was a different event, and then there was a comedy piece to the event so that these people were already together for another reason so that it doesn't mm -hmm. involve the bringer thing. I want to I want to percolate on this. I think there's something here. I just don't know exactly what the event would be. It has to be a nice collaboration. It has to be a good crossover. It has to be a win for yeah. both parties. <clears throat> and maybe it's something where it's a serious event and it needs some lightness. So it's a win for the both sides because you're going to get a bunch of people and then they are ready for some lightness because maybe the subject matter was too serious. I'm going to think about it. I think there's something there. I don't know. I think you, I feel that there has to be another way outside of you having to convince friends and family to come to something every single time you perform. So that's draining in itself. 
I had so well, much you also have to perform new it. sets. <laughs> yeah. You have to perform new things because then you have the same people coming. I know. Yeah, that's stressful. I got on a show and then I backed out fairly quickly after doing it because it was, I needed eight people minimum. The tickets were between 20 and $30. And then it was a 30 item like tab minimum, I think per person. So people uh -huh. had to spend a minimum of like sixty dollars to see me perform five minutes. Oh, and I was like, this that's is a absurd. Lot. That's an ask. at least at like other places it's just a two item minimum. So you have to you can just get two bottles of water. And it's like, okay, it's annoying. But right. some places they don't even like really care. They just say that's mm. so people order drinks to start. Oh, it's just annoying. frustrating. It is frustrating. It is frustrating, but it's it's the process and you're you're gonna find your way. Did you just think about if you want to do another class to make more contacts to build your network? Because you did meet those uh your new co comedy colleagues, yeah. I'm gonna call them the CCs. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so you can build a bigger network. I just don't wanna like waste my time. Not like waste my time in a bad way. The set the first class I did was great. The second class was like if I didn't meet the people that I met, it would have been a waste of time. Right. And it would have not have been worth it. So I just don't want to sign up for another class and feel that way. Yeah. But I do feel like it could be a good opportunity. Okay. And Maybe. it would just be like, I don't know, to have like, you know, the hours dedicated every week to like doing comedy. Yeah. So you're focused Without on... having to like do it myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Do you, what was the tangent yeah. you were going to go on before? I don't remember. Do you, do you remember? Okay, so I'm going to, I'll tangent for a second because I think, and then you'll remember yours. But I just want to kind of put out there that even though it seems like you have anxiety and maybe I don't, I feel like I need to put out there that I have a lot of anxiety about things. <laughs> and I, I have worked my way around by coping how to get through these ang anxious things and how I push myself past when I'm feeling a certain thing. And it still happens no matter what successes that you have. It's part of your DNA. So it's going to be there. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, you could solve it in the short terms and you can find your workarounds and coping things to push through. It's not going to go away because we're wired the way we're wired. Mm -hmm. So my first grade anxiety, which I've now solved about going to school, sometimes I have that when it's a shoot and it's a new a new uh, creative or a new client. I haven't done it before. And I start to feel my imposter syndrome. I don't know. What if I don't know how to make great, sh get, you know, direct great shots or whatever the doubts are that I have. A lot of times the night before a shoot, I panic and I have to talk myself in off the ledge on that type of occasion. I don't really have it so much when I'm speaking about social media, maybe because it's such a confident space for me now that I don't have mm -hmm. it there as much. But I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to backtrack because sometimes I'll post a video and I have that moment of, oh, I guess I shouldn't have posted that one when it's not it's not um, in my usual wheelhouse or posting on LinkedIn out of my comfort zone. And I'm trying so hard not to second guess what I'm doing there. I'm just doing it because mm -hmm. that's just push through, push through, keep going and ignore. And don't mind that maybe people aren't engaging with it and I'm just used to having engagement whatever it is. And that's what I'm, but I, my coping mechanism for those things is try and think of another way to solve it. Maybe I'm not, do, maybe I should change the way I'm doing this creatively. So I challenge mm -hmm. myself. So I try and do that. But I have those times where at night I'm laying awake about things and I'm thinking, why am I laying awake? Why is my head spinning? Why am I worried about this? This is going to be fine tomorrow. I have it all the time. Yeah. And one of the things I've done 
And this happened and I used this skill really, really came in handy when I had cancer was always thinking about in a week from now, I'm not going to have the same feeling or in a week from now, this mm. is going to be behind me. And I, it, I know it sounds so basic and silly, but it works so well for me. I will be panicking about something and I'm thinking to myself, okay, next Tuesday or whatever the day is, a week from now, I'm not even going to, this is going to be behind me. I'll have, have it all solved already. And I just go like that. And I talk my, it's like I talk to myself <laughs> and my little inner dialogue. And it's so hard because we, I didn't have any help with this growing up. When I was anxious as a teenager, when I was so nervous before a test and I was put so much pressure on myself that everything had to be, you know, A had to be A plus, everything had to be right. I just put so much pressure. I can't ignore that part of my life. It's, and it's still in me. It's just that time helps you learn certain skills to get around it. And so it's mm -hmm. just constant exploration to find something that helps you through it is the solution. That's why I was saying, maybe try, if you don't try something, you don't know. So maybe trying to get up and record some audio. What are my thoughts today? Why am I thinking in this tailspin? And just record them. I'm going to try it. I'm going to get back to you on this one. Mm -hmm. The next time I'm in a I've, tailspin. I've done it where I just like write down. Yeah, you're and good at I'm, writing. I'm a writer. Down. You're a writer. Well, you can write them down. <laughs> I'm going to record them. I was listening to a, a comedy podcast, but uh, one of the comedians, Namish Patel, talked about how like he had some sort of like cancer. I don't know. He had some sort of cancer, but basically what he did was like every morning he woke up, he would journal what happened the previous day because it was like a way for him to like document the things that were happening, but it's also like a good exercise for your memory. Mm. Like more just oh. for memory and not like really for like, oh, I'm journaling my feelings. It's not like necessarily like a feelings journal. It's more like a oh. remember what happened yesterday and write it down to like help improve your memory. So I've been doing that. Wow. And it was interesting because I, I, from like Friday to like Monday of this week, I forgot to do it because it was like the weekend. And it was so hard to think of like on what Monday when I did Friday. Like I remembered the big things, but I didn't oh. remember. Because like when I do it the day after, I'm like, oh, I woke up and I had, like I just do bullet points. And then I, I do insert like feelings if I'm like having like thoughts. Oh, that's a good but, like, one. Mm -hmm. My whole social media feed is my memory book. <laughs> because I post really something count, every day. Well, it's not like... <laughs> no, it's not the same, but... Uh, it's like write it down. Funny. It's like writing down like the mundane things that happen or even like the little things. Because then he was like, oh, after this whole cancer thing, huh? Uh, <laughs> he was like, I was able to go back and like read through my journal. And even though it was just like not comedic thoughts, it's like, oh, that was a funny, like oh. that could be funny kind of thing. Oh God! But it's also more of like a memory exercise. So I, I like doing it for that. I like the memory exercise. I like that. Yeah. I have to, I don't know. There's so many things to fit into a day. I'm trying to decide, should I, should I attempt that one? <laughs> because I, I mean, I just put so much. And, I try and journal. Like I really want to get into the habit of journaling before I start working in the morning or before I like open my laptop is like the rule that I want to do. Sometimes I don't, but like I've made a playlist so that I can like put on a nice like morning playlist oh, good and like one. write down, even if it's just like five minutes. I don't try and like stress myself out with like, it has to be like pages and pages. It's just like, yeah, get out the thoughts. That's so, okay. Helpful. I like that. In terms of the sleeping thing, I think finding something that makes you sleepy that you do Usually regularly. I read before Ben. And that makes you sleepy? But I've been on this quest to post 
multiple TikToks a day. <laughs> yeah. And then if I don't hit my number at night, I'm stressed. Oh, so my. I scroll for ideas for the next day. And I think that's kind of what. Okay. Got me in a weird tailspin last oh. night. I was like, oh, I need oh, well, if this is causing you stress, then maybe it's not the best strategy for your social media. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I am in 200 view jail. You have to get out. It's annoying. Yeah. But we're getting through it. Like I've had two videos go over 500 mm. and I've posted like at least 15 videos in the past wow. like wow. week. That's nuts. That's nuts. So, okay. I want to, awesome. I want to like mention, I want to mention this thing that I said to Grace that I said I was going to make a post about so I can tell you what mm -hmm. it is. Somewhat relevant a little okay. bit here. So what I said to her was, even though I know that I'm posting clips, highlights of the of my socialized podcast on the LinkedIn, and sometimes I'm putting them on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm trying to do it consistently. I'm trying to find a little some of the sweet sauce that you curate and I record every week. <laughs> and I'm trying to put them out there on all the channels. And it's frustrating because on none of the channels do those those clips do well. Those highlight videos do not do well. They don't do well on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. They just, just don't get a lot of comments. Mm, not as, not the kind of traction that I get on any other type of video. So, but here is where the insight comes in and you're going to love this because two parts. One, even though it's a few amount of people that do it, it adds to people who may listen. So even if it's 200, 300, 400, even if that video doesn't get more than a thousand views, think about a thousand people, maybe do a percentage, even if 1% of, or 2%. So I've got two more listeners on each platform. So let's say do that kind of percentage, but here's where the better insight comes in. When I have another tutorial that does well, or a viral video that does well, <laughs> I'm getting excited. That is when the person who finds me, oh, viral video learn something. Let me see what else she has on her TikTok page. Let me see what else she has on her Instagram page. Mm -hmm. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. They're going to come across the podcast. Oh, she has a podcast too. So even if that person didn't listen or engage or even bother to stop on that video, they have discovered that I have a podcast for, mm -hmm. I'm going to say That's I, the, but it means we, because we have yeah. a podcast. It's just that I'm recording it and you're curating the back, the back end of it. Do you, do you see the insight there? Yeah, I feel like I agree. Don't you think it's, I mean, I, I just think it's an, uh, an insight that that yeah. even though you're putting out something, so you could think the same thing, like one of these videos is going to hit and then people are going to scroll the rest of your videos and they're going to see what else you do. They're going to see that you have comedy. So you just have to keep going and then one of them gets the more views and then that, those few people that find you, they're going to scroll and see the rest of your videos. So that's, yeah, that's the mindset what, I'm going to have. I know. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm just putting it I know it you're there. doing it. I know you're doing it's just, it. I just, and I know it's not me because sometimes I'll go to like other creators pages that have a similar following or even a bigger following and they also only have like 500 views on videos. So I'm, I know it's not just a me issue. I'm just sick of two things. One, when social media gurus on the platform are like, here's how to get in a 200 view channel. Ugh. And it's just like, you need to post the stories and you need to change your personality oh, and you need like, to like storytell. They're all nuts. And it's just like, the only reason you're getting views on this is because you're promising to somebody that you have the keys to do it. But do you actually? And the second thing I've been hating on TikTok is that 
creators who have I used to follow a few influencers who as soon as TikTok shop kind of started blowing up their page, every video of theirs is a TikTok shop video. And now they have so many followers. They're like, here's how I grow to 200,000 followers. And it's like, you grew to that because you used TikTok shop and TikTok shop videos are being pushed out. So that's how you got more views and more followers. God. They're all using their, their, here's how to do this magic to get followers. And they don't really know the magic at all. Because they just use TikTok shop and they, that's and, their whole thing. It's like, or they products. use their, their fake ideas on, this is how I grew. From, I love the ones that go, this is how I grew from this to this in two weeks. You know, when they do the numbers and they go click, click, really? No one's able to fact check that two weeks ago they had that many followers. No, it's mm -hmm. not fact checkable. So of course they can say whatever they want. I could say I grew to a, to 980,000 followers in one in three months. Who's going to only my, <laughs> a lot of followers are going to call me out on that one. But a lot of new people wouldn't even know. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's so wrong. We got off the topic of anxiety, but that's okay. I mean, it was, calls, I, this gives us anxiety. This gives us anxiety. <laughs> So anyway, I don't think I'm happy to say that social media doesn't give me anxiety. It's I put the pressure on myself to to show up to build this other business. And that's where I'm mm -hmm. feeling like the anxious pressure because I just feel don't want to I want to, it to be some I have a vision of what I want it to be. And I a lot of times it's my basic instinct from when I was a child and I wanted to learn how to sew. And the first day I was taught by my mom how to sew. I wanted to make an entire dress for my doll because I didn't want to just learn how to do a hem first. <laughs> so that's just part of who I am. I don't, I don't always, I want to go from zero to a million. Like I want to go to zero. I just want yeah. to go. I don't, a lot of times I don't have patience, but at the same time I'm relentless. So I know that my relentlessness is, does include patience because I don't, I don't, when it doesn't happen right away, I just keep going. I don't, I don't say, well, that's it. It didn't work. So I'm going to move on. Yeah, it's kind anyway. of what I'm realizing for comedy is that it's yes. not going to be an overnight thing. It's that it's everyone not. who's made it in comedy has been doing it for like five to 10 years. So yeah. it's a journey. It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I, that's why I'm trying when I have like bad shows or have like anxiety about it. It's just like, well, it's part of it. It's part, part of it. it. Part of it. I'm glad that you're able to see. There's a lot of people posting about how long they spent doing something that they're successful at now. And then you get to see, wow, that person was at it for 10 years. That's a long time. Musicians mm -hmm. performing, you know, doing their thing for 10 years on the hope and, you know, on the and 15 years, 20 years, there's plenty of that. So mm -hmm. there's more of that than there are the overnight successes. We're just only mm -hmm. unfortunately seeing the overnight successes. So that's the problem with what we're seeing on social media. We see people that are going from boom to boom and Magic. Yeah. Like I saw a video this morning. I was going to stitch it and be like WTF because oh. it was like the People's Choice Awards. And some girl was like celebrity spotting at the People's Choice Awards. And it was just big TikTok influencers. <sighs> and everyone in the comments were like, where are the celebrities? <laughs> because it's just, that's funny. It's because they're TikTok famous doesn't mean they're on the same level as like Margot Robbie, you know, like, like a celebrity. Yeah. Movies. Like a, a movie celeb. Celebrity. Yes. Like Although you're that's, just, you're in it. I know it's changing. Well, no, it is changing, also, but, but it's not yeah. that I Maybe agree that with you. that could be a whole episode. That could be a whole episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, like, this was fun. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. 
Do you have any other tangents you want to travel down before we exit? I was going to say, I wouldn't necessarily just because you have a million followers say you're like a celebrity. I'm not a celebrity. But I would say you're TikTok famous. Uh, Or you're a TikTok celebrity. You're 100% right. Or a social media celebrity, but you're not. Yes. Yes. Celebrity. No. Until we get a reality TV show. That's not (laughs) happening. When I get, yes, even if I had a segment on the Today Show, I wouldn't be a celebrity. That's not, I don't know. I guess we can, that's a really good subject, potentially. What what mm-hmm. constitutes a celebrity nowadays? Because people will joke with me like, you are famous. No, I'm not famous. <laughs> I mean, that's just silly, but it's also a fun adventure. Yeah. That's where I'm at <laughs> with it. All right, well, this Alrighty. was fun. I hope you I hope you feel better today and I hope by next week you're in you're on like a a high note and something oh, well. major has changed or whatever even if it's minor. Even if it's just week. getting like 600 views on TikTok. I think you're going to do it this week. <laughs> I think you're going to do it this week. Oh my god. I'm going to make it my personal mission. I'm going to take one of your videos and send it to all my followers inboxes. <laughs> How funny would that be? You know, Hilarious. people do that to me, though. They send me their videos. Please don't send me your videos on my inbox. My goodness. Oh, my God. Anyway, there's a new feature on TikTok where you can have an icon for your inbox on your screen now. So just like mm. just like you have a Facebook chat icon, you know, that yeah. chat bubble, you can now have the TikTok DMs. Do we need this? I don't think so. But anyway, no. there you have it. Well, little TikTok tidbit tagged on to the end of this one. All right. Well, this was fun, Julie. I, I, I'm wish, wishing you a happy day. I say go for a power walk. Put it's yourself boring. in. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's beautiful here. I think also that would have that's helped that's today, but it was raining because like, I think that's also has a really, eh, we didn't even oh. get into it, but like not being able to like go for a walk really impacts. True. And they do have those anxious days or like before a show. You We've can get out. gone you're for walks. So we go for hikes. Lakes. Well, now because you're in the sunny, you're in a sunny place, when it's cloudy days, it can affect your well-being. I'm used yeah. to cloudy days and sunny days just so often that mm-hmm. when I, it's a cloudy day, I'm like, oh, yay, good day to stay in and get things done. I don't even think of it as a negative thing. I just think of it as, ooh, excuse to not go anywhere. <laughs> Let's stay in yeah. and clean a closet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're fun. Maybe I'll do that today. That always helps. Yes, clean a closet. <laughs> That's always good for for feeling accomplished, you know? Feeling in control of my the life. closet purge, my favorite. Ooh, maybe I'll go clean a drawer now. <laughs> I'm gonna grab a yeah, anyway. gonna gra- grab a, a grandma a grandma trait and run off and go clean something to make myself feel accomplished. I used to feel in order to feel accomplished, I would bake something in the morning if I was overwhelmed. When we lived in the suburbs and I was overwhelmed by work or something, a task I had to do, I literally would bake something and then I'd feel more in control of the day. Sound crazy is that? Especially at the holidays. No, at the holidays when it was really overwhelming during the holidays. Well, now, yeah. Oh my gosh, the presents, the shopping. Let me just bake some cookies. I'm going to feel so much better. And I would bake, get the Christmas cookies done or something. It, it, I guess it's the same thing as just accomplishing a task. Baking is okay. We'll end on uh, baking is really good for my anxiety because it really focuses. Well, and it makes sense that you would do that because you have to focus on individual steps and like it's not like cooking where you can kind of like improv i mean you improv it but um, i do improv it but essentially like baking, no, you do have to follow a recipe you have to follow a recipe and do a specific set of tasks where your brain has to focus on the task true true 
that's a anyway. good one for anxiety. All right, let's go bake something. I did bake banana bread last night, so that oh, helped. That's nice. I haven't baked anything in a while, so maybe today's the day. But I've been baking the skinny taste uh, muffin in a cup thing. Mm -hmm. I loved her little recipe there because I don't feel like it's a big commitment. It is very accomplishable and it feels like I baked something. <laughs> it feels mm -hmm. like a, a task accomplished. All right, we're off to bake, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our anxiousness and helping us overcome. Woo! Yours truly. Helen and Julie. Okay, if you like listening to our rant about, about anxiousness and can be male com comedy and all the things that went with it, leave us a review, leave us a note, send us a message, whatever. We love being here and we love having our personal chat and including you in it. So thank you for listening. And if you want to know where to find us, I think you know, but it's in the show notes at The Mothership and at Julie Polisi. And we are together on hellosocialize.com where you can find all the things and subscribe to our newsletter because it's the best. We just got a note about how good our newsletter is this morning. Somebody responded. Did you see it in the email? I love it. All right. See you soon, Jewel.